join me as I read uh, the scripture for today, Acts chapter 2, verses 14 to 21. Here goes. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Well, I want to thank Weston Baptist Church and Alan for allowing me to ha again have this privilege of uh, coming before you and opening the word together. Um, I also want to thank uh, Weston Park Baptist Church for their generosity and continued support as we've served with Hockey Ministries International. Um, a year ago, we began a transition, and at the end of this month, I will be stepping down from leadership uh, in Hockey Ministries International in Ontario, but I want to thank you for the way you supported us during more than a decade and a half. Last week, Alan introduced us to the series focused on from fear to confidence based on the power of the Holy Spirit. Last Sunday was Pentecost Sunday, and as we continue this week, in this uh, time of Pentecost, I've been asked to deal with the rather dramatic and historic events that take place in Acts chapter 2 with the title, Our Mission in the Spirit. The verses before what Dave Saunders have just read for us contains this incredible moment in the life of the church, a moment in which there was a dramatic sound of rushing of the wind, there were these fire that appeared above the heads of the disciples. And then the disciples began to speak in all the languages that had been assembled in Jerusalem because it was the time of Pentecost. It was such an, a, a dramatic time. It was such a, a moment that a crowd began to gather around and they were wondering, how is this possible that we're hearing our hearing the good things of God spoken to us in our own language. And so the Bible describes their reaction as perplexing, as being utterly bewildered and amazed. And during this time, they ask the question, what does all of this mean? And some of them even said, these disciples are drunk. And so it is it, it is it, we pick this up in verse 14 of Acts chapter 2, in which Peter stands up and he addresses the question, what does this dramatic event mean? And Peter begins, as often speakers do, he begins with a joke. And he points over at Andrew and he points over at John and he points over at the other disciples and said, no, no, these people aren't drunk. 
He doesn't say it's because they're good people and they don't get drunk. He says it's just too early. He's making a joke at their, their expense. But then he goes to what those bewildered and amazed people would be familiar with. He goes back to the Old Testament, to the prophet Joel, and he quotes four verses from the uh, second chapter of Joel, and in it he quotes what Dave read for us. And in that time he says that the Holy Spirit will be poured out on all people. And it's delightful the way it's described here in the scriptures, that it will be, the Holy Spirit will be poured out on all people, the rich and the poor, men and women, the old and young, during these last days, the time from the ascension of Christ to the time that the disciples are hearing this, to the time that Weston Park Baptist Church is living in now, it is in those days God promises that his Holy Spirit will be poured out on all of us. And that, of course, is fulfillment of what Jesus had taught his disciples in John chapter 14, where he says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be with you. In John chapter 16, he said, Very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. And it is, is that which, is, which they are experiencing on that day. And, and during the time, just at the, at the moment of the ascension, Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would be poured out on them and they would be, they would receive power and they would be his witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and they would go into the utmost parts of the world. And that's what is occurring at this moment. In fact, later in the chapter, Peter fulfills this immediately then says that they, they will prophesy. He begins to speak the truth about God to the crowd. That's what it is for Weston Park Baptist Church to, to prophesy today. It is to speak the truth about Jesus to our culture. And so the, the, the Bible tells us that the Spirit of God will be poured out on all of us. And we know that that is what our experience is today. But the, but the Spirit also will trigger a series of events that will be unusual and perplexing. These will occur. If you had been with the disciples and the, and the people in Jerusalem just weeks before, you would have known that the sky had been blackened in the middle of the day that there had been an earthquake and that literally people rose and came out of the graves at the time of Jesus Christ's perfection. They had just experienced these dramatic events. During the time that the first, this prophecy was written in the second chapter of, of Joel, the people literally saw the sun blackened by a plague of millions and millions and millions of locusts. And they had come through and they had dealt death. They had taken and, and eaten all of the crops. 
They had eaten all, all the fruit, all of the vegetables, the food that they were going to feed to their animals, and the animals had died. They couldn't get milk. They couldn't get cheese. They couldn't get the meat from it, and they literally were starving. But in the middle of that, God made this prophecy that he will pour out his spirit on all of us. He will come and he will indwell us. He will be with us. And then into the first century, when the church was just being uh, started up and the, the, they were living in a time of military occupation and they were suffering at the hands of oppressors, they, the Lord again speaks this prophecy to them that the Spirit of God will be poured out on everyone. And, and yes, perplexing and unexplained events will occur, but in it we know that the Spirit of God will be poured out. And then it says to us that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And we are seeing this experience happening around the world, that literally people are turning to Christ in unprecedented numbers in the Southern Hemisphere. The center of Christianity certainly isn't in the Western world, but Jesus Christ is being proclaimed around the world, and it's because the Spirit of God has been poured out. My experience as a pastor in Toronto, we had a young Iranian woman uh, in, our, in our church congregation, and she had been a 16-year-old, really radical communist living under the Iranian government when the fundamentalists took over. They, she could not keep her mouth shut, and she ended up being put in prison. She ended up being beaten. She was an outspoken atheist, and during her time as a teenager in prison, suffering at, at their hands, she saw a, a piece of grass literally grow up in, in the concrete, and somehow that taught her that there is a God. And she began to seek God, and Jesus Christ appeared to her in that prison. She was released from prison. Her parents understood that she would not be able to keep her mouth shut now about Jesus. They got her out of the country, and she now is the voice of faith of Jesus Christ back into the Muslim world being broadcast on a regular basis. And I pastored at Willowdale Baptist Church, a woman came in and she said to, to me, Jesus Christ appeared to me this morning and told me that I should come and, and attend this service this morning. And I'd never had that ex experience before. And it was, and then she brought her, her, her husband and they were subsequently uh, baptized and became devout followers of Jesus Christ. The Spirit of God is indeed being poured out and Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved. Now, if you're watching this during the week of June 7th, you know that there are rather dramatic events going on. One is, of course, we are living in this pandemic, and this pandemic is affecting every aspect of our life. But also, it is undeniable that we're living in a time in which the reality of racial strife, of racial conflict, of inequality, of all of those things are very much front and center of our mind. And how is it that the Church of Jesus Christ, what is the mission of Weston Park Baptist Church to speak one to the pandemic and to also be aware of how do we address the, the troubles that are within our city, within our country, and certainly around 
the world. And the church of Jesus Christ is invited to speak to it. And that is to be people who are filled with God, the Holy Spirit, to speak his peace, to speak his presence. We may be very wise to understand that we, we may not have the answers, but we have his presence. But one is we need to very much realize that this is an issue. It's an issue within all of our hearts. And if we are to be a church on mission, we have to understand this issue. A few chapters later in, in the book of Acts, the church of Jesus Christ, in their fulfilling the mission in the spirit, begins to do some very good things. And they are addressing an issue of feeding the poor, particularly widows. But an issue comes up right away, and that is one group, uh, one group according to their ethnicity, is being cared for better than another group. And it was simply divided over racial or uh, ethnic lines, that one group was getting treated better than another group. And, and the answer was, that's why we have deacons today, they form deacons. But what did they look for in those, that group of people that would make up the deacons? They said, look for spirit-filled people. And it was spirit-filled people that came in and dealt with that tension that was very real at the early part of the, the Church of Jesus Christ. And later on in Acts chapter 16, they have to form a church council. Why did they form a, a, the first church council in Jerusalem and all the, the big leadership of the, of the church that we're familiar with in the, in the New Testament appears? They had to form that because one group of Christians had decided that their cultural tradition, which had originated with God, but had, had been put aside through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that people had to jump through that hoop, the hoop of circumcision, that if you wanted to be a follower of Jesus Christ, you had to become like them. And I like it when people, I want people to become like me. I'm comfortable with when situations are, are familiar to me. I, 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 I like it when, when that happens. But the, but the Church of Jesus Christ had to deal with that head on, that one group, because of their ethnicity, could not force another group to become like them. And the church dealt with it. They didn't compromise. They didn't negotiate. They just said, this is wrong, and it's, it's not going to continue on anymore. And so the church realized that this is an issue right at the beginning, and they, they dealt with it. And as the Church of Jesus Christ serves and is present in the world today, and they, when we are fulfilling the mission in the Spirit, we will bring the gift of the Holy Spirit into our community because the Holy Spirit in, uh, is in us. We will bring the Holy Spirit into our neighborhoods, into our schools, and we can do good, and we must do good as Spirit-filled people. We had a, a delightful couple in our, in our church where we pastored, and uh, they were very generous of spirit. They had um, a missionary heart, and, and as people, they really were used to the Lord. But the wife had a brother, and he was a unique individual. He did not like anything to do with church. In fact, he would come once a year, and he would attend the service, and then in a loud voice, 
talk to me in the foyer, tell me that I was the worst preacher in the world. He would swear and use profanity in it and, and, uh, and say he's going to talk to the leadership and I should be removed. He did that three years in a row. In the, in the, during the, the third year, he even wrote a check for $200 and gave it to my wife and said, this is just for you because he must be awful to live with. And he would use profanity again describing what I was like. Well, that man later that year phoned me, and uh, he says, uh, Paul, I've got a problem. And, um, and I said, oh, yeah, what's that? And he said, well, you know, I brought these Chinese refugees into my home. They're well-educated. They speak English. But, you know, I sometimes use bad language. And I said, yeah, I've noticed that. And he says, well, I've been taking the Lord's name in vain, and now they want to know who Jesus is. And so I said, well, yeah, what are you going to do about that? And he says, I've decided to bring them to my pastor. And I said, that's great. Who's that? And he then began to swear at me over the phone and say I was. And, uh, and so he brought these people to, to our church. They became followers of Christ. They became baptized. And they are serving the Lord in British Columbia today. And I only tell that story for this. How did that happen? Did we as a church say, you know what we need? is a profanity-based ministry. And that's the answer to, it, to, our, to, to how to reach the anywhere. Of course not. But it was that the Holy Spirit had been poured out on all people. The Holy Spirit went beyond anything we could think or imagine. The Holy Spirit worked and empowered and enabled. The Holy Spirit was, was there and was working. And we have that. And let us take advantage of that and be people who are open to the Holy Spirit, who listen to the Holy Spirit, who cultivate our souls and, 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 and soften our hearts to the working of the Holy Spirit. And also know that we will have a penchant towards moving towards having racial divides, confusion, division, but the Spirit of God can speak to us. Paul had these great words to us in Romans 12 where he says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And as the church of Jesus Christ is serving in mission in the Spirit, we will indeed be his presence in this community, overcoming evil with good.